Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome to our first podcast for 2019. And today I get the opportunity to talk to Dr. Gab Scribben, who's from Academy Face and Body in Sydney. And we're going to actually talk about... um, thread lifts and in particular PDO thread lifts and what makes them different and why the, the good and the bad and if there's any ugly. So today we get to talk, um, get up close and personal, personal uh, talking about threads before we even think about maybe having it done. So welcome, Gavin, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Trish. Thanks for having Excellent. me. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy client schedule to, <laughs> um, to talk to us. I really appreciate it. We, we all Not really a problem. Appreciate it. So thank you so much. So tell us... I know there's lots of threads on the, well, actually, I now know that there's lots of threads on the market and mm-hmm. I know that they've had like not such a great rap in the past, but the threads of today are something totally different. And today um, I want to cover you, with you in particular about the PDO threads and I thought, well, you can maybe tell us what are they for the, for the listeners out there that don't know anything about threads. A little bit about the PDO threads. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be great. No worries. Um, so yes, you are right. Um, threads have been around for a long time and some people may not know that um, they're actually invented by a plastic surgeon in the early nineties um, in America. And he was um, trying to raise a crushed cheek of a car accident victim. And he decided to put together some of his own sutures and, and put notches in his sutures and thread it under the skin and lift that person's cheek. Um, and that's actually uh, how he sort of came about the technique of threading the suture under the skin and lifting um, tissue. Um, and so, you know, the idea of threads, you know, we're talking over 20 years. Um, so it's been around for a long time, as you rightly said. Um, and some of the first editions that came out after that as a result, um, you know, they, they were good at lifting sagging skin, but they had uh, a fair few problems and, and unwanted side effects. Um, however, fast forward, you know, over 20 years later, um, and they've had a lot of a, a chance to develop um, all different types of threads with different types of material, um, with lot, a lot uh, better outcomes for clients, um, and also a lot less side effects. Um, so, I guess that brings us to PDO threads. Um, and what what's a PDO thread? It's it's a polydioxanone uh, is the name of of PDO, uh, and that's actually just an absorbable suture. Um, that's used uh, commonly used in surgery. It's been used since the 80s, um, you know, first in, in cataract surgery. Um, so it's, it's nothing, the actual material itself is, is not that new. Um, however, um, applying it in um, cosmetic fashion for uh, non-surgical face lifting and collagen stimulation is relatively new um, and we're still learning about its potential. Um, but at the moment, um, in South Korea and, in fact, Asia in general, uh, are really leading the way with um, the PDO thread designs and the types of patterns that they use to achieve uh, facial lifting, non-surgical facial lifting, and also for collagen stimulation. Because um, I, I saw, um, like, I remember hearing about not even knowing what threads were and hearing about them and sort of, you know, the, the general consensus was, you know, oh, you know, they're not that great. And then I actually 
saw some um, results and I saw some being done and I sort of thought, well, there is something to these. And then after that, I went to a conference and, and I watched um, these threads being used on all different parts of not only the face but, like you said, the body. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually quite blown away, like even just yep. the, like myself, for example, I can't have um, Botox in my forehead because um, it makes my brows drop. I don't yes. know what it is about me. So um, I was like, oh, my God, a thread there would be great. So yeah. you, you were saying, um, so the, the name of them, the polydioxin. Polydi, poly, yeah, polydioxin. So that's how the P and the D and the O comes about exactly. through the name. Exactly, right. yeah. So it's just a lot easier to <laughs> refer to them as PDO threads. Sure. Um, and there are other types of threads, obviously, that are very popular um, and, and sort of similar designs made out of um, uh, absorbable material as well. Um, that's poly-L lactic acid, and we say PLLA, uh, and that's the Silhouette Soft range, um, and then you've got your polycaprolactone threads, so PCL, and that would be like Aptos, for example. Um, but uh, PDO... Um, Threads were, have been around for a bit longer and are used probably a lot more, um, yeah, especially in Asia and now in the US. Um, and because of their safety profile and they're quite easy to use and because of their versatility. So um, in terms of areas of the face that you can treat, for example, um, with PDO threads, they come in all different lengths. So we're talking a little tiny string-like suture. Um, it can just be a mono thread, a very short mono thread about... 30 millimetres long, that can be placed in a lattice-type formation, for example, under the eye area and stimulate collagen under the eye, which is, you know, an area that we know is very difficult to treat with um, dermal filler. Some of the outcomes aren't so great with dermal filler in in certain types of um, patients. So being able to use a different modality sometimes, like PDO threads, um, and stimulate collagen in that area and and get some more volume in a difficult-to-treat area is really handy. Um, and as you said, you know, um, dermal fillers and wrinkle relaxers are fantastic. We can use them all over the face. However, sometimes they're not suitable. For example, your forehead drops when you have um, Botox. Mm. So this is, again, you know, if, if you have other oh, modalities sorry. that we can use. Sorry, um, you're cutting out of it. Modalities. Yeah. That's all right. Sorry, you're, um, you're yeah, if, if, you were, if you were coming, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's fine yep. now. Um, yeah, if you were coming to me as a patient and telling me that, you know, Botox is not suitable for, you know, your forehead because um, uh, of the inadvertent dropping of the brows, um, then definitely something like dermal filler or threads would be a really suitable option for yourself. So threads can be used underneath the superficial sort of layer of the skin to stimulate collagen and and, and reverse some of those wrinkles in your forehead or... Um, some of the longer PDO threads that have um, what we call cogs or moulded barbs, uh, there's different types, um, they can actually be placed under the skin and um, be made to lift a certain area, so, area of tissue. So, yeah, so, for example, if your eyebrow over the years has lost support and volume, you can actually lift the brows. Oh, sorry, Gavin, you keep cutting out. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure if I'm... <laughs> It, it, um, you keep cutting out. I'm not quite sure if it's the. Um, I keep losing you. Um, okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. I'm not quite yeah, sure. What sorry, that. I'm not sure what's happening either. Um, so, what, what 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 did you hear me talk about last? So, I'll, I'll, I was going to ask you. Um, 
So how, how long do they last? How long do, yeah, okay, so PDO threads, I, we're looking at it from a client satisfaction point of view um, to be about usually 12 months. So the effects of the PDO thread they notice has really improved the quality of their skin and, the, and reverse some of that sagging um, for about 12 months. Um, because we know the PDO thread itself is absorbed um, you know, roughly over three months, uh, but also during that time stimulates collagen. Uh, and it's that collagen that is then uh, the, the structure that holds the face up for, for the next sort of nine months. Oh, I get it. So basically after three months, they're kind of dissolved away. Yes. And then they, they keep the effect that they've created will kind of last about 12 months. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. And so tell me, is it um, like, how does it work to actually contract the fat tissue? Like, cause I know that it gives you that tightening effect by contracting the fat tissue. So it's like, um, is it like, like a sewing so, I don't know. I, I kind of get it, but I almost don't get it. Like, how does it, like, there's no beginning and there's no end to the thread. How, do, yeah. how does it stay in place? It actually comes down to the design and shape of the thread. So, you know, um, during the development of all different types of um, threads, the PDO threads, they've got um, ones called uh, twisted threads. They've got tornado threads, all, all like twisted around each other. Um, depending on the shape of the thread, it actually has a different action to the to the face. So some of these threads create volume, but some of them actually tighten the face. So if we want to uh, tighten an area uh, through collagen stimulation, we'll use a certain type of thread in a certain pattern to create a lift and a tightness in that area. Whereas in the nasolabial folds, we, we might use a different type of thread that is going to, and the shape will create volume. So to um, fill out that nasolabial fold and get a smooth result. Um, okay. Yeah, so it, it, it comes down to the practitioner's experience uh, with PDO threads and using the correct um, type and shape of PDO thread and placing them in the correct patterns on the face. Right. Um, but, so, but essentially you get, you know, collagen stimulation in certain patterns can form, can, can uh, cause contracture and tightening of the skin. Uh, and if so, if you do that tightening um, uh, method in the right areas, you can get tightening around the jaw, you can get tightening uh, at the upper cheeks, uh, for example. So, you know, creating a more defined contour in your face. And what about um, pain levels? Like, like it, I know it's not that I was going to joke and say, is that under general? So I know it's not under general, but how do you manage the patient's pain levels? Like, is it, does, is it something that's really painful? Or? Look, it's a relatively um, easy procedure for the patient. Um, there's always, you know, going to be a, a small amount of discomfort, I guess, with most um, injectable procedures or, or procedures where you need to get something under the skin. For example, we use a little bit of local anaesthetic at the start uh, for the entry points. Um, and so that, that first little bit of local anaesthetic obviously is a little bit of a sting. Um, but it, it's, it's, I guess, probably similar to dermal filler and uh, wrinkle relaxes in terms of the pain. It's really not that painful a procedure. Right. Okay. And so I guess it's going to depend what someone's having done, but um, how long does it take? I mean, I actually had thread done before. I didn't have the PDOs. I had a different one and I had it all down mm -hmm. the sides and I found it like really painful and a little mm -hmm. bit tra traumatic for myself. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe I just didn't have enough local. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it, again, it's, it's sort of practitioner experience is a big thing. 
Um, so I guess, you know, uh, any sort of cosmetic practitioner can, can get or source threads and start using them quite early on without having done much training. Um, and yes, there are definitely, there's definitely the possibility that you can cause the patient quite a bit of pain, um, especially with the longer, longer threads that are um, used with cannulas that uh, go down from, you know, the top of the face down to the jaw, for example, and are helping lift um, the jowls. That's... Um, oh, you're coming out again. cause a fair bit of pain to the side of the face because the nerves... Oh, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, that's better. Oh, you're, you're right. That's, that's exactly what I did. I had it all down the side to lift, uh, yeah. the, lift the jowls. So that's a common area that um, patients can experience pain, and I guess um, there are ways to mitigate that. So um, before the procedure... Uh, doing a little bit more local anaesthetic along the tract of the, of the thread where it's going to go. Um, putting the thread in the, the right plane is really important because just a little bit too deep and you can start impinging on nerves and structures um, that can cause the patient a bit of pain. Um, so it will unfortunately come down to practitioner experience and training. Um, uh, and then, you know, the, the more well-trained and more experienced they are in, in doing threads, the less pain the patient um, should have it really shouldn't be a painful procedure uh, afterwards sometimes to make uh, for a few days but nothing that pain at all could resolve okay okay cool and uh, the other thing I was going to ask you is um, look I, I know it depends what they're having done and we talked about time again but say for example if someone wanted a complete like you know a complete rejuvenation like the jowls the like a non-surgical kind of uh, facelift like using threads like mm -hmm. how much that would take um probably well uh, starting with a consultation right so it's really really important to get the right patient for the right treatment um so you would have sat down with your practitioner and gone through the consultation which was probably be you know anywhere up to half an hour 45 minutes and coming up with a treatment plan um but if you're talking about the procedure itself um then yeah a full face of threads using a combination of mono threads for collagen stimulation and longer sort of cog threads for facial lifting in certain areas um, could take up to an hour. Okay, oh, that's not too bad. You can yeah. almost put up with anything for an hour. For the yeah, that's right. And look, some clinics um, deal with um, patient comfort in different ways. So um, I just always ask the clinic um, how they deal with anesthesia. They might have the option of, you know, the gas. Um, or, um, you know, uh, pre-procedural uh, medication to help you relax. So just always talk to your practitioner about that if you're particularly anxious. Yeah, that's a good idea. So be pretty, would it be the case when you have a consult, would you go in, have a consult, get it done there and then, or would you go in, have a consult, have a think about it, and then have it done? Like, is there a particular, or it just depends on the person? There's no rule. I, I think it depends on the person and the... Uh, the complexity of the treatment the most important thing really is that we believe that the patient has a really good understanding of what the treatment is how it's performed what are the side effects and what are the expected outcomes if we think you know they have a really good idea and they've had these kind of procedures before then yes it is um, the kind of treatment you can just get done then and there on the day um, but if it's someone new to cosmetics completely and they have you know we feel like they're not really sure that they understand the full procedure then uh, that would be the kind of patient I'd want to um, send away and have a bit more of a think about it, do their research and, and come back. Yeah, that's fair enough too. And so so we know all the good things about it, but are there any like contraindications or is there any 
you know, are there, there, there any dangers associated with it as well? And if so, like, what, what would they be? Look, um, I guess we can start with the common side effects of, you know, uh, doing threads, uh, pretty similar to doing injectables, really. You've got your bruising as one of the main um, complaints after any of these procedures. So people who are on um, any medication that could make them bruise a little bit more, like, for example, warfarin or a blood, a blood thinning agent um, or even, you know, things like fish oil. Um, so we need, that's, what, that's why the consult's very important and we may need to send the patient away beforehand to stop those medications. Um, so, yes, yeah, bruising's sort of one side effect that people need to know about. Um, then uh, in terms of contraindications, um, you know, we, we look into the general health of, health of the patient. So if they've got any active infections, that would be a, a contraindication, uh, whether or not they have any issues healing. So if they've got severe diabetes or um, HIV or, or something like that would be a contraindication. So, um, yeah, that's, a, that's where the consult with the medical practitioner becomes really important. Um, just to find out if you're a suitable candidate. And then in terms of the, your actual face and the skin type, um, you know, uh, I like to do what's called a finger test. Um, and that's, you know, looking at the person's skin and if there's some sagging, can I, can I raise that skin with one finger about one to three centimetres and will that have a nice clinical outcome? Um, because threads are not the same as a surgical facelift. They're not... Um, it's not incredibly drastic in terms of its its pulling. It's a nice, subtle, sort of natural pull, and um, it also creates fullness, which also helps with um, sagging skin as well, as we know with dermal fillers. If you create fullness in the right areas, it can actually lift. So, yeah, I like to um, assess the patient's skin. If it's too lax or if I think they're too heavy, a patient with... Um, like very, uh, like an obese patient with very heavy jowls, um, threads may not be strong enough to actually get that clinical outcome there, thereafter. So yeah, expectation management and picking the right clients and going through their medical history uh, and understanding, uh, you know, if they're a suitable patient is really important. Um, uh, in terms of uh, any other side effects or adverse outcomes, that not it's quite a low risk procedure. Uh, placed in the right plane. Um, Really, not too many issues occur. Infections are very rare. Um, vascular occlusions is not really the same kind of issue. Video threads. Sorry, can you hear me? Yep, that's better. I don't know, it just cut out for a bit every now and then, so I'm not yep. quite sure. Um, yeah, so uh, look, they're, they're a very safe procedure. I'd put it um, pretty much in the same class as, as dermal fillers almost. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay, so I was going to ask you, what about, because um, I've heard that there can be dimpling, like is that possible or is that just in that, like is it an uh, practitioner or is that just something that can happen? So the dimpling comes from the types of uh, longer threads with cogs where we're actually trying to lift sagging tissue. Uh, and in the process of trying to lift, you, you get a gathering of skin in one area and you get a dimple. Um, but what we found is, and from experience, practice mm. there are certain techniques to avoid these dimples um so it does come down to again practitioner experience um and and um warning the patient about these kind of um, possible side effects but generally dimples can be avoided with the right technique uh mm -hmm. and we're not trying to lift the face um dramatically at first because some of the contracture natural contracture of the collagen stimulation with those cogs in the right direction will cause lift anyway. Yeah. 
Okay. And just to get on to like, like, so how can a patient out there know that whoever they're going to see to have their threads done is going to be like properly trained and like, like how can we know? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I, know. I hope you can answer it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess talking, well, first of all, you know, just make sure the practitioner one is a doctor um, and that they, in terms of cosmetics in general, they, they are a part of a, a cosmetic organisation, for example, the Australasian College of Aesthetic Medicine or there's a few other CPCA, um, so that they're a part of an organisation with ongoing learning about cosmetics um, and that they've um, been through some kind of basic training with those organisations. Um, and so with Threads in Australia, for example, um, there, there are some main suppliers, uh, for example, Aptos and Silhouette Soft uh, provide um, hands-on training, quite, quite in-depth hands-on training, and they won't actually supply those threads to the doctors unless they've had that type of hands-on training. Um, and similarly with PDO threads, it's very hard to source PDO threads in Australia at the moment, and um, uh, to be able to get your hands on them usually means that you've had the right kind of training. Um, but, yeah, I would probably ask, you know what, there's no harm in asking the practitioner directly and saying what kind of experience, what kind of training have you had um, uh, performing these threads because at the end of the day it's your face and you want to know that the, the person doing the threads has had the right kind of training because a lot of it comes down to practitioner experience. That's so true. I think that's probably you're absolutely spot on. It definitely is. Um, it's all about the hands that you've put yourself, um, you, you know, who's here. Yeah. And it's, um, I guess the one thing I'd say about PDO threads, it is dependent on the, the person's skill. Like the outcomes are generally better if someone has more skill, um, which means time and experience with training with threads. Yeah, totally, totally. And I just wanted to ask you, so um, you've prepared for the treatment, you've had the treatment and then mm -hmm. post-treatment. Because I know that like after surgery you can't, you know, have certain like fish oils and all that sort of stuff. Is it mm. the same with threads? Like is there any kind of post-treatment stuff that you need mm. to be aware of that um, is usually forgotten to be told? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I guess especially with the tightening threads, so the longer cogged threads that are looking to tighten uh, the skin and your face, you can actually feel it, your face feels very tight. Um, it's really important not to be doing rigorous exercise or um, sleeping um, on your face. So we generally ask people to sleep on their back for the first week, if possible, um, because that gives the best chance for the thread to integrate into the skin, start stimulating collagen, um, and they won't be displaced um, from the area that we actually put them in. Um, so, yeah, care does need to be taken by the patient to make sure they're not overexpressing themselves um, and putting pressure on their face for about a week. Um, and then the other thing is we probably would have already talked about bruising beforehand and taken um, actions to try and mitigate that beforehand. So that, that would be talking to the practitioner before you actually have the procedure. Um, but there are things you can do afterwards like um, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of ice um, to reduce the chances of bruising, um, you know, the Arnica tablets um, and things like that that can, be, that can help. Um, and in, in terms of in, uh, post procedure infection. Um, some, some doctors like to put the patient on about three days of prophylactic antibiotics. Um, so that, that's a very common uh, practice. Um, but uh, other than that, um, just, uh, just making the patient aware of any potential complications, like if there's any increasing redness, pain or swelling, uh, that's not normal and that they need to contact um, the practitioner and let them know. Uh, Got it. 
Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I actually spoke, um, I actually did a story once with a client who'd come through um, Academy Face Body, had some threads mm-hmm. done, and um, she, like her result was astounding because I think she was the right demographic mm. and got her right at the right time. Like she was the perfect patient. Mm. I think, and her, her results were just, you know, mind-blowing. But I also know that it's one of those things that you're not going uh, to see your results straight away, are you? you I mean, you, it takes a little bit to, to see them. Is that right? Or you will see a bit straight away? Yes, you, you, will see, you, you will see a little bit of an effect straight away. But that effect, uh, depending on the type of thread, so for PDO threads, for example, um, I'll say you, you, that's going to look better in a month. Um, you actually, what you see today looks okay. It's going to improve every week and after a month, it's going to be looking really fantastic. Um, and with, you know, another longer lasting thread like the PLLA thread silhouette soft, um, I'm talking three to six months down the track, they're going to be looking their best. Um, and sometimes, I mean, and that's why I like people to come back in and have photos taken. And then we put their uh, original photos side by side, um, and then take a look because people, get used to the face that they see every day in the mirror and um, actually can't see changes objectively themselves. And it's not until they look at the original photo and compare it to the photo six months down the track, they're like, oh, my gosh. That is so <laughs> you know, true. That's, that's so true. That's a massive change. That is so true. Yeah, and I want to so. ask, so, so, like, for someone um, who's thinking, oh, this could be a good in-between, you know, like like myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got to get a facelift at some point. You know, that, that's how I feel today. I might not be like that tomorrow, but today that's how I feel. So having <laughs> something like this, okay. um, it's, it's not going to, it doesn't mean that you can't have one later on. There's going to be nothing, you know, it's not like it leaves anything in there that stops you from having that. You can still go and, you know, it's just kind of a temporary kind of, Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, it's a perfect, um, sort of interim treatment to have. In fact, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be needing a surgical facelift for quite a long time. If you're looking after your skin properly and you're using these collagen simulating methods to, to create the structures that support the face and prevent sagging. Um, and that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do with, with threads, with collagen stimulating dermal fillers. We're trying to create the structure in the face that stops your skin from sagging. Um, and we can keep the skin tight on the surface with lasers and all sorts of other modalities. But, um, yeah, the, the surgical facelift should be able to be delayed for quite some time. And they, they, they don't interfere with the surgical facelift down the track. If anything, they, they enhance that facelift because the quality of your skin and um, collagen will be a lot better uh, and easier to work with for a surgeon uh, if you've had these treatments before. That's so true, and, that, and that, I guess that's why they like to do a bit of preparation before surgery as well to get your skin, skin in tip-top condition before you have surgery. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was going to ask one thing. So just lately we've had that, um, you know, the 10-year challenge where people have booked before <laughs> and after photos of their 10 years, and um, I've been looking at them all, of course, and I've put my own up as well. And yeah. um, having had, like I'm really obsessive with the way I look after my skin, and just I was looking at my you know, 10 years before and after, and all I could really see was a difference in my actual skin quality 
Um, yes. I, and I think I, I do think that I did look a little like I, I think I looked older in my first picture than in my last picture. And and like I don't go berserk on stuff, but it's basically about having some skin treatments, um, looking after your skin with really good skincare, uh, laser needling, dermabrasions, like all those sort of things. And I do have a little bit of filler, you know, for about once a year, like really a little yep. bit. I don't want to be have that puppy look just freaks me out. Um, <laughs> and and all those little things kind of you're right they build up on top of each other to kind of um you know make this the structure of the the face i guess if you like just a little bit stronger and hold everything better that's kind yep. of an easy way um, isn't it yeah 100 percent. and you know unhealthy looking skin in a 25 year old versus uh very healthy um, tight, plump-looking skin in a 35-year-old, they're going to look younger than that 25-year-old. Um, not not so much younger, but they'll look fresher, I guess. Yeah. Fresher is, yeah. A, is a good word. Um, yeah. Healthier and fresher. And if you're looking healthier and fresher 10 years later, um, that's massive. Exactly. Um, and if you can do it with uh, lots of different modalities so that you end up with a natural result, I think that's even better. So true. I think it's not one thing. It's about combination therapies. I think that's, what, yeah. that's the way to go. There's no one treatment that is the golden treatment that will fix everything. And if someone tells you that, they're, they're probably lying. Yep. Um, I think, you know, in cosmetics, especially non-surgical, we have to use, you know, six or seven different modalities to um, address different areas of the face and the skin and the body um, to really try and get that outcome people are looking for. That's so true. And, and, that, and then the PDO threads just sort of slots into there um, as, as that sort of collagen-stimulating um, tightening uh, and prevention of sagging. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's true. And I always get people saying to me, um, you know, either sending a photo, what do I need done? You know, what shall I do? Or I want to have this. And I, my advice to them is to always like, you know, don't say that's what I need to have done. What you want to do is you want to hook yourself up with a, um, a reputable clinic that's going to actually take you on a path to where you, you know, to achieve the objectives that you want to achieve and just basically look good all the time. So it's not about one procedure. It's about yes. uh, it's about align, uh, um, aligning yourself with a clinic that's going to actually take on, in, you know, that you're going to take on for, the, not, you know, the rest, I guess the rest of your life really. It's, it is all about maintenance. But, um, mm. you know, a treatment, a clinic that you can find that you that's going to actually help you to achieve your goals long term. It's yeah. not about what you want to achieve today. It's about long term. Hey. Exactly, and, and usually uh, a good cosmetic clinic should be able to come up with a holistic treatment plan, including, you know, dermal therapies, um, you know, injectables, um, any kind of laser treatments they think might benefit that person if they're looking at pigmentation um, or vascular yeah. issues oh, and stimulators and the threads, yeah. yeah. That's so true because when I first started I had pigment on my cheeks that I couldn't get rid of and, and that's like a distant memory to me now. So it's, um, yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, that probably at the time was just as important as, uh, you know, a wrinkle or some sagging skin. So yeah, oh, totally, totally. Need, to be able to, need to be able to look at it all holistically and um, offer a solution from the surface of the skin all the way down to the, to the bone. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true, so true. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. That's been really um, insightful, even though I know a little bit about threads having had them myself, but it's always really good to speak to someone, and especially because you use a few different types, so it's really mm. good to kind of nut down and, and find out about each different one. So just yeah. tell us a little, little bit, um, just before you go, just give us a, a quick plug for Academy Face and Body in Crow's Nest. <laughs> uh.
um, yeah, in, in Crow's Nest and um, we're lucky enough to have um, a fantastic uh, cosmetic nurse who's actually had a lot of experience in the industry in uh, dermal therapies and she trains uh, dermal therapists as well. So she looks at the skin holistically um, all the way through to, you know, from just doing peels and skincare all the way through to injectables. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously it's a doctor-led clinic, so myself here um, and another uh, female doctor, Dr. Nico, um, we're doing some of the more, I guess, advanced um, non-surgical treatments like threads um, and some of the more intimate procedures as well. Um, so, yeah, we're a full holistic um, clinic that's looking to take you on a journey to achieve your best skin and, and best body possible. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Gavin, and, and um, um, I really appreciate your time once again. No worries. It was lovely to talk to you. Lovely. And listeners, look, if you want to get in touch with um, Gavin at Academy Face and Body, you can just Google them or you can drop us an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. So thanks, thanks have, Gavin. Have a great day and get back to your patients. Thanks, Trish. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.